Hello friends, welcome to Thursday's edition of the Kings of Anglia podcast. I am Mark Heath, I'm your host. I'm joined this week today by just one solitary king, the best king, let's be honest, Andy Hutch Hogan, Hutch man, Hutchie Warren. Your work husband, Stewie's off. He's taken four days off the slacker. Bacon's building up to Speedway. And the boy, Roscoe, is currently finding out if he's passed his theory test. And at some point, we hope to be able to cross live for that news in a kind of BBC regional radio show style. Uh, at some point, we hope to be able to speak live on an outside broadcast to Rossi for the news that everyone really cares about, let's be honest. Um, Hutchie, how are you? How's your week going? I'm just in limbo. This this whole podcast is is based around finding out whether that boy has passed his, dri- his driving theory test. We're going to talk about Ipswich Town. We're going to talk about all sorts of things, but all of it is just killing time until the real the real main event does or doesn't pop up at the bottom of our screens. Um, yeah, that's true, well, friends. I mean, to the, the extent we'd normally record this podcast on a Thursday, like first thing in the morning, but we've actually decided to record it later today. Um, it's just gone, it's coming up to 10 past two on a Thursday. Rossi started his theory test at one and we're hoping that we'd hear from him around two, but in true Roscoe style, he's not appeared as yet. So we shall, we shall plow on talking about this, which town, as you say, until we actually get to the important stuff, which hopefully will be Rossi joining us, giving us news of his hopeful passing of his theory test at long last. And we can celebrate <laughs> as only we should when that happens. What's, what's your gut feeling? Obviously not passed. <laughs> there's, there's, a, there's so much support that that you can give, isn't there? And um, this is the one yet yeah, that there's an overwhelming weight of web- of evidence now. Um, I, I didn't really think this might be more important to people than than the result on Saturday. Um, judging by the reaction we had to the little good luck thing we, we put out this morning, people are <laughs> people are very much connected to this narrative, Hutchie. They want, yeah. Ross, they want Ross to succeed. Unless we forget, even if he does succeed, he then only that only gives him the right to have a go at the driving test. So That's we've still got quite a long way to go. <laughs> <laughs> a whole new chronicle will just begin today. Ho- hopefully, I've got I've got a feeling today might be the day. I'll, I'll be honest; the fact he's not popped up yet makes me nervous that I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, but I've I, I woke up today with a good feeling that today was going to be the day. Mm. Um. We'll see. I hope so. I hope so. Uh, and I, I, when we get to the actual driving test itself, I think we need to come up with some innovative ideas of ways of building that into the pod. Maybe we can actually record the pod from the back of the car when he takes the test. Um, I'm not sure. What, I'm not sure how we stand on the, <laughs> that's allowed or not, but it could be good. Live, well, live, uh, live stream. Yeah. That's pay fine. Would, would people, people would pay? pay. People would pay to watch Ross take his driving test, I think. So maybe that's a new way of uh, monetizing this pod. We need we need a few more ways of that. Um, Hotchi, before we get to the important stuff, we have to talk about Switch Town, unfortunately. Um, and we thought we'd start today with a reflective period, being as we're coming to the end of September, start of October. Can you believe it? Christmas is just around the corner. Um, so I thought we'd start by reflecting on, on what we've seen in September, what we've learned, friends, from the first 10 games of Switch Town's season. We're also going to launch... A new European competition, Hutchie. It's how we do things on the Kings of Anglia. The Milka Cup is real. It's coming to you later on in this show. And then obviously we're going to build up towards Pompey at the back end of the hour or so, by which time hopefully we'll have got the news from Rossi. Anyway, September is in the books almost, Hutchie. Technically, it is in the books. We're not going to play again now in September. How would you reflect on the past month for Ipswich Town? It's a month 
in which they suffered their first league defeat. Maybe the first wobbles that we've seen of the season in the league, at least. What did you make of it all? Yeah, it's uh, it was an interesting month in the end, wasn't it? With a bit, didn't play as many games as we thought they were going to play because of um, royal, a royal exit, um, and two really big games that the result that the Ipswich wanted and at times looked like they were going to get, um, they didn't come out the other end with it. But I, I, I still think we're, we we touched on this on Monday, but I think I'm I, I'm at the point where it's plenty plenty of positives but some nagging doubts to sum mm. to sum all of this up um and and I'm sure a lot of people a lot of people are feeling the same it, it it's quite easy to you can pick on the negatives can't you and just catastrophize them but I I would say the positives um in in most areas of what Ipswich are doing at the moment are outweighing outweighing all all the negatives okay I'm going to get you to hand out some awards for September um, in a minute, but let's just reflect on on the results to begin with. So they started with that that win at Accrington. That's a, that's another kind of box, big box tick for yep. town. Two nil. Then they came home, handled Joey Barton's Bristol Rovers. Two nil. Sheffield Wednesday obviously was went went a bit wrong, being two nil up, and then ended up two two draw with a clearly offside equaliser. We may be talking about that in due course. Another box tick. They beat Arsenal's kids in the uh, in the Pizza Trophy. Something they've not really done. Or well, not done actually until this season, and then obviously they lost again on Sky TV at the newly lead that's Plymouth. Um, actually, we, we talk often of the narrative around town and Kieran McKenna is doing things that haven't been done, certainly in recent times at town. Lots of things that need to be ticked off. Um, winning at Accrington was a good one, even beating Arsenal's kids in the trophy, given they've, they've not managed to do that last two seasons, is a good sign. Um, but still, we have this remaining nagging concerning narrative around not being able to beat the bigger teams that the rivals in league one yeah it's um obviously we're going to get on to the next opportunity to do that which mm. is which is this weekend the third of the trilogy against the <laughs> the uh the top four um I, i'm trying really hard with ipswich not to look back at the moment not to look back on previous seasons and and, and things like things like that. Kieran Kieran McKenna feels different. The team feels different. Um and mm. the individuals in it feel different. So I'm I'm trying really hard to put look at these these things just through that kind of that prism rather than rather than looking back at Paul Lambert's teams and Paul Cook's teams. But it's really it's really hard not to because the the record against the top end teams was was dreadful. Uh in those seasons, um, so it, I think it's only natural to to kind of have apprehend apprehension that it's going to be the same again. But I, I genuinely feel in my gut, my bones, my head that this is all this is all a bit different now. Uh, and taking each of the two games, the Sheffield Wednesday game and the Plymouth game, kind of in isolation, felt like able to come through those with with some element of positivity and obviously clearly some things that need to improve and get better. Mm. But it, I, I still feel like it's all grounded in something so much more solid, um, more permanent and, and just more pro- progressive than, than what there's been in the past. So it, the fact they've played these teams and, and not beat them and it, that extends obviously to Barnsley and Bolton as well in terms of top end of the league. Um, it's obviously something that needs to change and 
beat Portsmouth would be great. But in each of those games, we're not seeing the games that we've seen Ipswich play against Rotherham in recent years when they were so far below mm. uh, the level at, at times in games like that. They weren't. There were times where they're going through games not having shots. They weren't competitive. They are competitive. They're very competitive, and they are they're going toe to toe. I think if I don't think it, the the bigger teams in the league they don't all just steamroll each other every week. It's mixed bags of results. And actually, the only loss in there is the Plymouth one. So I've I've been rambling a bit now, but it, it all all kind of adds up to the same thing: just a confidence that that it's different, um, mm. and that and that it's going to be okay. That's 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 how I feel. But they do they need to show that it's going to be okay. I, I, I'm I'm not allowed to say that's not me. I'm not allowed to give that that promise. It's up to the team and the players. On that note, I think I vaguely remember last season um, when we were building up to the Rotherham game. Uh, and you said, I've got a bad feeling about this one. I just don't think they're going to be able to win this game. And they didn't, did they? And they got pretty well handled. Mm. Um, so now we're talking, you know, a year later that they are going into these games to a certain point, expecting to have a chance of winning, um, certainly being highly competitive in these games. Um, that has yeah. to be an improvement. Yeah, that's a, that's a really, that is a really good point, isn't it? How are we feeling going into these games? Mm much more confident. Like, You're feeling like they're, they're, there's a good chance they're going to win. Yeah. That's the case, was it? Yeah, they feel like... <clears throat> I know it's early in the season and obviously mm. you can get wear and tear and get dragged down a little bit, but they feel like occasions, don't they? Whereas before, it all felt they felt quite daunting. They were stacking mm. up and stacking up on each other and not laying a glove on on certain certain opposition over that time. Mm. Um and they they didn't feel like things to be kind of cherished and and to be excited for, but um, they are now. Um, and we'll get on to Portsmouth later. But it, I think it's fine. Basically, Excellent. that's the takeaway. I think it's fine. <laughs> I think it's fine. Should we give out some Hutchies? Hutchie, yeah, some, some some awards. Stick your Skybet League One awards in the bin. The official ones. This is what the players want. They want to take home a Hutchie for the month of September. Um, so you wrote a piece earlier this week, uh, Hutchie, doing just that, giving out your awards. It's there if you want to go back and read it. Let's do a vi- a, uh, a verbal, visual form of that now, Andy. Um, and the obvious place to start is, of course, Player of the Month, the big one. Who gets the yeah. Hutchie for Player of the Month um, in September? My my Hutchie, or, or Hutchler, whatever you want to, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. Um, I gave that to Connor Chaplin this month with some very notable competition from Christian Walton and uh, and and Leif Davis potentially in there as well. Um, I gave it to Chaplin. Oh, hang on, hang on Hold a on. second. Breaking news: Someone's just appeared. Friends, we're about to go live to Roscoe outside the test centre. He's smiling. He's smiling. He is smiling. I did tell him not to look at the thing until he did this. So hopefully he's not. Let's bring him in and see what happens. Ross, you are live on the Kings of Anglia podcast. Please do not swear. You're standing outside <laughs> the test centre. You took your driving theory test at one o'clock for the seventh or eighth time. Too many have times. You, so you need how many to pass? 43? 43. I haven't 40. looked. I was just smiling because I thought this is this is just random thing we're it's doing good. right now. 
it's good, isn't it? It is. It, yeah. it has very much the feel of a, of a regional uh, morning breakfast show on radio. Um, but Ross, so you need forty-three. You've got the paper in your hands, and yeah. if you could, like a student opening their GCSE results live on local TV, could you now open your driving theory test result and give the people the news that we either dread or really, really, really want? Okay then, Navina. Little pause here. Let's see, come on, come on. This is so exciting. What? I have failed. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> what did you get? Uh, Forty. Oh, Rossi. Oh. oh. Shall we just end it here? What's the point? Yeah. Oh no. Gonna, just going to find the nearest bridge, I think. Uh, <laughs> so, Ross, so how did you feel it went? Obviously, you've not got the result you wanted. Um, I, yeah, I felt, I felt somewhat confident oh. when I got into the test room. You know, two very nice ladies, you know, you have to check in and giving your, you know, your licence to and you have to put all your stuff in the locker. And I felt, you know what, I felt this could be the one. Got to my seat. I was number six out of, I think, there's like 15 seats. Um... <laughs> But I don't know. First few questions, I was getting into it, and I was like, "Don't know that one. Don't know that one." But then there was a few. I was like, "I know that one." Boom! Don't need to review that one at all. But yeah, Deary oh me. Ross. But... So what what happens now? You go again, I suppose. You got another one. <laughs> we go again. Yeah. Go again. Yeah. Basically, when I get home, go on the theory test website. Hopefully, there's slots available next week. Is there anyone out there? Must be someone who listens to this pod who is a driving instructor or works in this industry that can help Ross. We need, we need, we need some some top top revision tips for the test. If that's you, yeah. get in touch. Let us know because we want the boy Rossi to get this theory test in the bag. I really felt today was going to be the day. I really, mate. I've really felt this was going to be it. I've lost mm. three hundred yeah. grand on a million pound picks <laughs> as a result of this. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that. I'm so confident in you, mate. Yeah. Oh, Rossi, that's that's a Hope, shame. Hopefully, your bets will come in for the game on Saturday. Hopefully, you'll mm. get that your winnings back. Before yeah. you go, Rossi, uh, who have you got on Fan Social tonight? Good old Bono, excellent. Okay, Matt, okay, view from you to Mark Beck, and the third person is to be confirmed. So I've had a late pull out. Um, sadly, that guy has got COVID, so fair enough. Um, but yeah, look out for it. It's going to be a good show. That's that's some big hitters on the show tonight. So tune into that, Rossi. We're gonna we're gonna bid you adieu now. Sorry, mate. Um, but keep going. This is just the start, mate. We go again. We will get that result next week. I reckon. Actually, what do you what do you reckon? Uh, it isn't just the start. Um, but, but yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we go again. We go again. Knuckle down. Good training week. Yeah. Um, got to just got to get better. Just got to keep working. Keep working hard. Got to get better. Keep your processes, Rossi. Keep your daily process yeah. working towards that end goal. Uh, yeah. Thanks for joining us, Ross. Safe travels, and uh, we shall speak to you again next time. Yeah, I'm going to go and get a Greg's. See ya. <laughs> oh, oh, no. I feel really deflated now. That, I don't that was... care about the Hutchies. No, neither do I. Should we bin them? Oh, I, I, I was convinced today was going to be the day. This is the whole reason we're doing this at this time, so we can have a, a live celebration of... Rossi finally passing that theory test. And when he came on, he was so smiley. I thought, he knows. 
you don't you have a feeling when you do a test don't you you know if you've mm. you know if you've you know if you're le- at least in the game and he looked like he thought he was in the game he's yeah. like Ipswich at Plymouth 40 40 is is close to 43 and uh they were in the game but just fine margins it's fine margins football but this, driving at this tests at this level it is fine margins um and I say, if, if you are out there, someone with ex- expertise in this area who can help Ross maybe gen up better than he's doing at the moment, if there's any tips you can give him, let us know, because you want to get him past this and then onto the practical. Hutchie, we need to pick ourselves up now, like the professionals yeah. we are, and crack on with this show, keeping the energy high. Um, you were just t- explaining why Connor Chaplin was your player of the month of September um, in the face of stiff competition from others, Walton and Leif Davis, etc. Yeah, I think both both of those both of those last two there finished the month really strongly. Walton obviously had a really good game on the TV on Sunday. Um, you can't ignore the early part of the month. It's a month long award for Hutchies. It's not it's not just re- no recency bias here. And I, Chaplin won the Player of the Month award across League One for August, but I I think he's done his best stuff at the beginning of September actually with with those two goals at, at Accrington and another against um against Bristol Rovers. So. Um, for me, Connor Connor Chaplin got it, but he's going to face some real competition next month. I think. I think. I think this. I think this one's going to be really difficult to do for October. The other name I, I, I was interested to see you throw in there was Cameron Burgess, who obviously now has yeah. um, got a, a face in bits and screws screws in that face. But um, you say had he carried on and not suffered that injury, you feel like he may have may have won that award for you. Yeah, it's in great form. Um, really good, really good form. But. Um, it's a cruel mistress, the Hutchies. You have to, <laughs> you have to be, uh, you have to be on the field to to win a Hutchie. So uh, he uh, he missed out this month. Get well, get well soon. Absolutely, uh, Connor Chaplin, Hutchie. Not too long ago, he wasn't even a nailed-on starter. He was in in the kind of rotation mix, wasn't mm. he? Uh, and now you'd have to imagine he's got to be one of the first names on the team sheet, as much as that exists in in McKenna's sides. What? How's he changed? Has he changed? What does he bring to the side that he maybe wasn't before? I don't know if he's changed particularly. I think I think we always have to remember that he's he's learning the position still. It, mm. It's it, he. I think at, at heart, there's a there's a striker in there, and it's obviously a slightly different role that he's he's playing. So that clearly, there's going to be some strides there. Um, but I think. I think the system is just working better and that they're getting more consistently out, out of him in his, in his position. Um, and that obviously being in a team every week really helps. Obviously in, in the past we were talking about um, Selena being in the mix and um, wanting him on the field with, with Chaplin. And then also people like Aluko being fit back end of last season, there was more of a, a chop and change there, but I think he's managed to separate himself from, from the rest with, with his finishing. Um, he will always give you hard work and um, just in a really nice, really nice run of form. He's definitely part of the spine. Um, I'd have him on the pitch every, every week at the moment. Definitely. Mm. Just um, looking at what the people did with the vote. You put vote on, on, on your story. Chaplin did win 34% of the vote. He got Christian. Did Walton. he? But he's Christian, come from behind Chris- there. Christian Walton got 33%, so it was very close. And third yeah. was Leif, Leif Davis with 10%. Um, so those are the top three on the public vote. Um, let's move on, Hutchie, to another another good one. You want to win the Hutchies goal of the month. Um, and I believe it's the same man again. Yeah, he's, ta- he's taking home a... 
He's taking home a double. Um, Chaplin scored three goals at the start of September, and the one I've uh, the one I've given him a hutchie for is his. Um, is this a real awards thing now? I keep calling them. That's very egotistical of me. Um, I've, I yeah. I christened them. So yeah, you did. Um, but but um, is that okay? Yeah, why not? Who's okay. in a better place to be able to give out awards than you? Yeah, you're and right. Nobody. The Hutchies has a ring to it. We couldn't call them the Wattos. That's not right. The Hutchies sounds like an award. So there we go. I'm sticking okay. with it. Uh, yeah, Chaplin for for his goal against Bristol Rovers, which I think he needs to share a little bit of the trophy with with Sam Morsey um, in this one and um, and Marcus Harness too, who uh, were both involved in some really good build up. Um, uh, on the edge of the box and a really a proper Chaplin finish, left foot arrow into the bottom corner. Um, that's what I like about Chaplin so much. He's he's so trustworthy with with his finishing, um, and that was a that was a really good really good goal. It just beat out for me, uh, Caden Jackson's against Sheffield Wednesday, which was a really really nice finish. I loved that finish from Jackson, proper whip um, in back across goal into the corner, but um, maybe lost a few marks for. George Edmondson's marauding run ending with a with a tackle pass. And that's the, the way they that's the way they finished in the public vote as well. I think Chaplin got 39, Caden got 27. So two dominant choices there for top two. Um I wanna I wanna move on now to climbers and fallers, Hutchie. Yep. In in the Hutchies. Because you're giving out awards for biggest climber and, and for me, more interestingly, biggest faller. So these are the players who have either improved their stock or kind of dropped in terms of their uh, their stock over the, over the month of September. Who, who wins, if you can say that, the biggest climber and the biggest faller? It's a, back, a back-to-back biggest climber. He can't win it again, I don't think. Um, but Le- Leif Davis, for me, the biggest climber. I, th- I think he he really worked his way into being a good good player for Ips- Ipswich Town during August, um, from following a slightly rocky start with some underst- for some understandable reasons. Um but I think in September he's then taken that on another level to be to be part of the um, to be part of the core, the real core, the the Walton. For for me anyway, he's part of the kind of the Walton, Danassian, Wolfenden, Davis, Morsey mm. um, core now. Chaplin, obviously, um, really like Leif Davis, and he's he's made real progress. It feels like every week for me throughout August and September. Don't think you can win this this one as a hat. He'd have to do something incredible in in October to take away a hat trick as the biggest climber. But he uh, he's he should be looking to get right in the mix for the the player of the month, Hutchie. Um, could you could so could forward. one win could one win a Hutchie for player of the month and biggest climber? Could that yeah. happen in theory? Yeah, yeah, he, he could. Um, I probably wouldn't though. Um, I, it's not it's possible, but I don't think Davis could. Somebody else could. Hmm. Um, but I don't think Davis could not on the back of two two biggest climbers. Just while we're on the subject of Davis, obviously he's been part of a combo really with 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 Greg Lee. Greg Lee now out for a while with that that leg injury. Um, and you put some quotes online earlier today from Leaf saying how much of a, a loss that is in terms of um, that kind of combination they had uh, mm. and how sorry he feels for him. Who do you think will, will they because the way they've been playing is very much that lately has been coming on almost as the, the closer as it were in baseball. Um, who do you think could fill that role now with, with Lee out? I don't think they, 
I don't know if they've got anybody who can who could do it quite like that. Um, mm. They've got players who can play there. They've got Kane, Kane, Vincent Young who can more than comfortably play there. Carl Edwards can play there. Even talking about potentially Cameron Humphreys being able being able to play there. Um, but I don't. I'm not sure we'll see that. But um, I'm not sure they've got anyone. It's, yeah. it, they have not no one that brings the kind of the physical side of things that Greg Lee did. I'll tell you who could have done, who could have had a go at it if he wasn't out on loan is Corey and Darba. Yeah. Who, who could potentially have had a had a crack at that. Um but obviously he he's at Burton and that, that was still the right decision for him to be at Burton. You couldn't legislate for leg that uh, Lee. We almost called him Leg <laughs> Leg Lee. Very um, <laughs> very very unfair. Greg Lee. Uh, breaking his leg essentially, so um, not sure they've got anyone. I think they're going to have to get a bit creative. I think Davis is going to have to handle a bit, a bit more, play longer in games. Um, that's going to be a, a little bit of a sticky one, I think, for for, for Town over the next few weeks. But it, look, we're, we're not used to left backs being routinely replaced on mm. 60, 70 minutes. So it's not, it's not as if it's they're going to have to reinvent the wheel here. It, they'll just just go back to a left back starting a match and with the finishing them. Yeah, that, that's not abnormal, is it? We've been talking about left backs finishing games for forever. So, mm. right then, the the one that I suppose you don't really want to win is is, is biggest faller. Yeah. Um, who has collected this award, Hutchie? Um, I think a few a few people would have given it to to George Edmondson from the feedback that I that I got on this, but I I gave it to Wes Burns who um, who's had a fall. I would say he's 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 still contributing. Don't get me wrong; he's not he's not kind of hindering his team. He's not it's not not at that point, but he he's not he's just dropping down. I think from the player that we we've, we've seen the player that we've seen previously do so well for Ipswich in some way, in some ways I could argue that that is a good thing. Yeah. That in, because, but only because he, I, I do feel like he's still contributing. I think we saw possibly in, in kind of shades of Kate in areas of Caden Jackson's performance on Sunday, we, we maybe saw some of the things that um, Burns does that, that aren't always at the kind of the forefront of the mind in terms of positioning defensively and, and just working well with Janoy Danassian there. Um, but he's not reached the levels that he has done previously. It's not, not something to be overly alarmed about. I don't think Galt, that it, we're not in a position where we're talking about Ipswich relying on, on mm. Wes Burns every week, which is, which is a good thing in general, but um, I'm sure he'll have some frustrations that he's not, not quite firing as he once was. I think he's just tired. I mean, obviously he spent the whole the whole summer playing for Wales. Um, that's something new that he's having to deal with going away on international trips yep. and stuff. Um, it's inevitable, isn't it? No matter how young and thrusting you are as a player and an individual, that's going to take a toll, all that travelling and, and extra training, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, I think so. And, and also not having a, a team needing to be completely focused on you. At, mm. at, I, think, I think he's experienced some some elements of the opposition focusing on him because they know what he can do and his importance to Ipswich. And then there's also some elements of a bit more balance in the Ipswich team. So not everything's going down the right side. He's, he's even when he was at his best, it wasn't as if kind of every time he got the ball, it was perfect. He, he, he had 
quite a high usage rate to use an American sports sports term. So that was a he was able to kind of be involved a lot. Um, not just not quite the case anymore. And in general, that's a, that's a good thing. But um, mm. it what it has done is means that Burns isn't isn't the uh, Ipswich's star man at the moment. It's just just not the case. But he's still contributing. Mm. Room to improve, which is good. Um, right, and I'm not going to do every single one of these awards. So if you want to, if you want to read the whole whole thing, go back and, and read it. It's on our website now. I want to take two more, Hutchie. Unsung hero, because that's a nice one. Um, and miserable moment. So unsung hero, who who has won the Hutchie for that? Luke Wolfenden, who very slowly and quite under the radar, I feel like is getting himself back up to the level that we saw him at in the second half of last season. I don't think he's entirely there yet, but um, after a bit of a kind of microscope moment at times in August, I think he's, um, I think he's slowly but surely getting back to being that dependable uh, figure in the middle of the defence who is getting on with his job and and, and doing well. Um, I, I think... Anybody that would win the Unsung Hero Award would probably be in contention also to win the Biggest Climber Award. But there's a slight nuance there. And mm. uh, that nuance, Luke, Luke Wolfenden, and that's really good to see because he's a, he's a really good really good player. Any other contenders that you were, you were thinking about for that? Yeah, there a few, but I think they're becoming a bit too sung. Like um, <laughs> Lee, Lee Evans, uh, I mean, he had a couple of, couple of down games by his the standards he's been setting in September but I think he's always going to be a bit of an unsung hero really because of the position that he plays but um but no I, I guess maybe Burgess might have been in there but mm. I think it's pretty well recognized what what he's been what he's been doing so um no um Wolfenden were, Wolfenden was my man in that in that position okay and just finally the kind of low point I guess from September the miserable moment um, not too many to choose from, thankfully, but um, this one is definitely the obvious one, I guess. Um, do you want to say what, what won? Yeah, just when that second goal hit the back of the net at Hillsborough, Michael Smith's Hillsborough equaliser. Um, miserable because it felt like it was going to come. Um, miserable because it was offside. Mm. Miserable because of what it meant. Um, just very, very deflating. Um, I think... Obviously, they got got a lead sort of taken away and pegged back at, at Plymouth at the weekend as well. But that ultimately was two really good strikes from outside the box beat them there. But for for it to be this kind of goal offside, um, this pressure built, 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 and and eventually told was just um, miserable. Absolutely, it was miserable. Um, right, if you want to know who won. Villain of the month, quote of the month, go online and, and read them. And let's just finish. I know the, right at the bottom, moment of the month. Now, it would seem odd to do miserable moment and not then include moment. So uh, what was your moment of the month, Hutchie? Quite a few to choose from, I'd imagine. Yeah, there were, but just Christian, Christian Walton. Just goalkeepers, goalkeepers interest me. I've always been a goalkeeper guy. And uh, to see one so nearly score a goal, um, like we discussed on Monday, would have just been amazing. Um, so even though it, it didn't result in the outcome that we all wanted, uh, that will be that will be moment of the month. 
send him up more often is what I say. Can we play spider keeper, rush keeper? Is there a rule for that? Can we do that? Monkey rush, we called it at school. Don't know Did why you? it was Everyone yeah, had... don't know why it was anything to do with monkeys, but um yeah. Did you do did you put on the on, I'm going to digress big time now. Please say in terms of uh, things you used to say at school. Did you use Chinny Reckon at school? Not really. No. <sighs> You're not familiar with Chinny Reckon? I think I know. I think I know what it is, but I, I think we had different. You explain. I'll tell you. I, I'm sure we had our own. Uh... Chinny Reckon is is when you you're implying that the uh, the information you're being given is not accurate. You doubt the uh, veracity of the information. Chinny Reckon essentially okay. means. You're you're heavily constipated, as it were. So, I'll, I'll translate you into Copplestonese in Ipswich. Yeah. Um, that would have just been hmm. <laughs> yeah, still, so, still, still the chin yeah. involved. But, yeah, but just the nor. I think we would hmm <laughs> would have been would have been would have just been a noise. I think. Chinny reckon superb. Right then, um, we also did a bit. Well, we reflect on September, Hutchie. Ten takeaways from the first ten games. I don't want you to go through all ten because we've got more exciting things to do. Launch a new European competition, namely. Um, but in, in terms of ha- what we've learned about town maybe this month, do you want to summarise your main thoughts on that? Yeah, it's kind of basically what we said at the beginning of this, really. I think I think they're in good shape, but have got areas where they where they need to improve and some nagging doubts hanging over from from previous um previous battles lost um mm-hmm. uh, kind of covered that already but I, I there was I was talking in there about a a team emerging you've got a real spine of of maybe Walton Danassian Wolfenden Burns Davis Morsey Evans Chaplin with a couple of variables in there um we've talked a lot about position um formation switches what what has and hasn't happened in terms of that those switches and then we've also they're all things we've talked about a lot, really. But in terms of the the striker, it kind of feels to me like we, we're going to have to get used to the idea that there isn't a true answer to mm. to what's going on up front. There's players in there that are going to get used in in different ways. Um, so I would I would urge people to go and read it um, with all my might. But um, yeah, it's, it's like a culmination of of all the things we've been talking about on here for several weeks and months but I think it all sums up into the the idea that that for me um they're in good shape they're in a good position and that um and that ultimately they've built themselves a a solid platform that hopefully they're going to go on and um go on and do something with this season and I think I think the vast majority of people would agree with that the last time that I the last time that I looked at it, there was a, I just put a poll at the bottom of that article that had um, where uh, it was just asking where do you think Ipswich will finish this season. Mm. It was quite quite a simple, quite a simple poll. Um, and it was like automatic promotion, top six, top half, bottom half, relegated. I think it was, and around ninety percent were saying either top six or automatic. Um. So I think that that all adds up to to quite a nice uh, a nice feeling, despite some disappointments. Mm, right, September's done, um, and now I want to move on to new and exciting things. And by way of doing that, Hutchie, <clears throat> a segue into our new European competition that you're going to launch. It's going to happen. Um, I want to know what the shirt is over your right hand shoulder, because to me, sitting here, it looks like almost like a cricket style shirt. 
they might wear for one of those colourful T Twenty games. So it's well, yeah. um, ignore the yellow because that's a, that's one behind. Let's bring it forward. So it's for people not watching. It's is that purple? So it's white and purple stripes. Yeah, with pink pink sleeves or well, cuffs anyway on the sleeves and down the sides as well. Yeah, um, the sponsor is a particularly fine beer, Estrella Gallica. So it must be Spanish outfit, Hutchie. Yep, is it? Um, yep. Is it Valencia? No, I don't know what that badge is. Yeah, I'll give you a clue. The... This club, yeah. I believe, is owned in to a certain extent by one of the greatest footballers of all time. Uh, owned by one of the greatest footballers yeah. of all time. I think he owns it. He's at the very least is at the forefront of it. I think I'm pretty sure he owns it. I've no idea. I'm showing he, my ignorance. Kind of late late nineties, early two thousands, best player in the world. Ronaldo. Ronaldo. The original. Yeah. The one and only. He owns he owns a club now. Yeah, I think he's a yeah, I think he's very much at the front of a ownership group of uh, of this club. I don't know who it's, it is actually. Put me out of my misery. Real Valladolid. Ah, there we go. And top marks there for pronunciation as well. That was beautiful. Do you th- on that note, do you think the original Ronaldo gets enough credit for the player that he was? Cuz if you watch some of the highlights from him back in the day, it's absolutely obscene the sort of things he used to do. Yeah. He was amazing. He, he I'm sure he so many people fell in love with football because of him. Um, mm. I don't think Cristiano Ronaldo being having that name has helped him. Mm. I think it, I think it's kind of pushed him a bit more into the shadows a little bit. Um, he was class, brilliant. If you, if you go, a, if you if you got five minutes to kill, get, just search Ronaldo, the original Ronaldo highlights. If you never saw him play, if you're not old enough to have seen him play, he was like a kind of hybrid, wasn't he? He was. Mm incredibly skillful he was massively athletic and powerful um and he just used to rampage through sides sometimes um some of the things he did were literally things you would not really seen before and i guess mm. because of the the weight gain and and the teeth and stuff like that he became at times a bit of a figure of fun didn't he but what a yeah, player he, had, he was he had injuries towards the end as well he yeah. bounced around a few clubs a little bit there's a new um i don't know when it's coming out i think it might be next month as a um document like a documentary coming out on him on DAZN. Um mm. there's which which looks really good. He's done one already about him owning Valid the Lead. Um and this is the second one and it's proper kind of life story um kind of thing. So that looks good. Fantastic. Uh is that a new shirt, Hachi? No, new, new edition. I've, no, I've had that little while. I think that's worth a fair amount of money that it's very rare. Is it? Um yeah. I've turned I've turned down significant sums of money for that. Have you? Mm. On what? On how? How? Yeah. How have you turned down money for it? Is it? It must be on a. Is it on a? Have you got a shop somewhere? I've got. Yeah, I do. (laughs) You do. (laughs) Yeah. Some of my items can be can be purchased, but but for for substantial amounts of cash. How much money would that? would that cost how much money have you turned down for it 75 pounds wow that is good money it's not that much money really but um, oh, it's decent money decent money for yeah. a shirt what yeah. are you are you holding out for bigger money or you just want to keep it it's quite like it 
but yeah. Uh, yeah, hold out for it for a little bit. But I really like it, so it can stay. Super. In, something else. Something section. else. Something else I really like is the Milka Cup Hutchie. We teased this on Monday, our new and very exciting European competition, which is essentially comes about from us opining that they're going to win the pizza trophy. And with that should clearly come a, a European spot. Um, and you have gone right in on creating a new European competition as a result called the Milka. Is it still the Milka Cup? Yeah, Milka. Yeah, there were some late challenges in the sponsorship um, world, but um, Milka have upped their offer. So so I'm, I'm handing over to you now, mate. This is your idea. We're obviously going to put the might of the KOA behind it, um, but it is going to happen. We are going to get this going. Uh, and uh, over to you. Have you got the energy and desire to actually run this tournament this season? Mythically? When you say me, I you know I'm a very busy and important man. I probably haven't got enough uh, scope to take on that workload. But if you're asking me, do I think we should do that? Yes, absolutely, we should. Okay, in that case, yeah. I have one question for you. Do you want to allow yourself to drift away, open your mind, and move into a mythical world? Where yeah. Ipswich, Ipswich have won the Papa John's Trophy, and it's as inevitable. a result, are in, are in this competition. Uh, well, yeah. Or do you want to stick Rotherham in? No. <laughs> I want Ipswich to be in. Correct answer. So, yeah. everybody, open their minds, leave reality at the door, and welcome to the Milk Cup. Oh yes. An anthem. This is the Champions League music equivalent. This is what the teams are lining up in the Milka Cup. And this is what this is what we'll play before kickoff. Um, turn that down a little bit. I love that. Um, is that is that your brother that's come up with that? No, no, it's so, not. It's some, it's some royalty-free music from the internet. Excellent. But I like I, it. But I like it. Uh, so it's the Milka Cup. The Milka Cup theme tune. Yeah. Um, the Milka Cup then is is born. It is every year is a fifty six team competition with each of the fifty four UEFA recognised European nations having a team in it. Uh, today we're going to reveal the first sixteen of those teams who are competing in the preliminary round. Uh, Fourteen Euro, UEFA. Uh, UEFA uh, nations are in there. Uh, important to say, Russia are banned. There is no Russian team right in decision. this in this competition. Um, so what we're going to have is we've got fourteen teams in this preliminary round, plus two invited teams in the spirit of the Papa John's Trophy. So the invited teams are the winners of the Euro uh, UEFA Youth League which is essentially right. the under-19s Champions League, which is played every year. And that right. is Benf- Benfica, under-19s. Okay. They, en- they enter at the preliminary round stage, along with uh, the winner of the UEFA Regions Cup. Now, do you know what the UEFA Regions Cup is? I have no idea, but it sounds well, very exciting. It is exciting. It's a, it's a tournament that really exists run by UEFA. It's an amateur tournament where every country can enter a regional team. Uh, so last year, for example, the final 
was played between Lower Silesia of Poland and Bavaria from Germany. And the winner will get a space in the preliminary round of this. They're amateur teams, from, uh, in this case from Poland, uh, from the wow. city of Wrocław. Uh, is the region, and they they get a spot in the in the first preliminary round. So, um, the other fourteen teams is all based on UEFA coefficient, the lowest ranked nations, and they are each providing teams from their domestic cups, as long as their country does not have a representative in the group stage of any of the other European trophies this season. So these domestic cups don't generally come with any European football they do now we're giving the margin the marginalized are having a voice they are the outsiders are being invited in and this is an open shop so um if you're up for it mark mm-hmm. it's time for the draw I'm very up the, for it I've been waiting first for this. Round. so just to explain the tournament 16 so 16 teams enter at the preliminary round uh, providing eight winners to join 24 more teams in the qualifying round making 32, 16 winners from there, join 16 teams seeded through to the group stage um, for eight eight groups of four. Wow. And then two teams qualify from that, uh, from each group into a straight two-legged knockout competition uh, for a final that this year is going to be played in Turkey. Uh, <laughs> here. What is that? Oh, that's the uh, that's the snake stage, isn't it? It is. It's Timsa Park in which uh, in Turkish is Turkish for crocodile park in Bursa, the home of Bursa Spor. Lovely in in Turkey. So that is where the teams will be uh, contesting the final uh, in May. I love this. You've already got a, you've got a location. You've got a uh, you've got a theme tune. What about logo. the teams? Though? I mean, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't done any more of the logo. To be fair, I ran out of time. It's a bit <laughs> tin pot, but we'll uh, we'll work on that. Um, so, are you ready for the draw? I am. They're all in this. Oh, hat. amazing! Ready? One hundred percent. First team out. KF Vlajnia Škoda, Albania. Okay. And they will play. Oh, I can't say this one. Paida Linameshkond, Estonia. <laughs> that's a big early tie to come out, to be fair. Yeah. Big this tie. Is a, that's, a, that's a big one. Okay. Tre Fury, San Marino. I like them. Good side. Obviously, everyone's going to pick a team at this point. You can follow them. Wow. Lower Silesia, the winner of the UEFA Regions League. The wow. Amateur boys, that's a big tie. Winnable, I'd say, for the, for the <laughs> amateur lads. FK Macedonia Groce Petrov from Macedonia. I can tell you what competition these, these countries have won if you want, if you can. I, I want to know that. So they have they have won the Coupe the Macedonia from North Macedonia and they will play Budaknost from Montenegro Budaknost Budaknost these, these pronunciations are fantastic actually I want I basically I want to be one of those guys um, 
that do the UEFA draws that does it yeah. all in different languages. I think they're really cool. Yeah. Um, anyway, Burugnost from from Montenegro have won the Cup Krishna Gorve last season. B thirty six Torshaven from the Faroe Islands. And the competition you, they won. I hope you're keeping notes of all these, Hutchie, because this is going to happen. So, oh yeah, I've got them all. The Prime Minister's Cup from the Faroe Islands, and they will play. Is this absolute nonsense? No. Or is this good? Is this good? How, how could you? How, how could you say? How could you say that? They're playing Floriana <laughs> from <laughs> oh, from Malta, a team that Ipswich Town. I was going to say they played then, didn't they? Yeah. The winners of the Izibet Cup from there last season. Izibet. Yeah. Athletic Descaldes Andorra. Of course, last season, you will all know <coughs> that they won the Copa Constitucio. Are the, uh, you know, you mentioned the Rock Cup. Are the winners of that in here? They will play. Yes, they are. Uh, <laughs> Benfica under 19, oh, the winners of the Europa Youth League, will play Athletic de Escaldes of Andorra. Vikingor of Iceland. That's a great name. Vikingor. The winners of the Mjölbirk Kirken. Easy for you to say. No, it's not. I've pronounced that wrong. It's the Mjölbirk. <laughs> Yeah, mule curb e cavern. Of course it is. Something like that. And they will play Sabutalo of Georgia. Can I just say you've you've really gone in on this, haven't you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have. <laughs> you gotta do the, something on a train home from Plymouth. The level of detail here is tremendous. Lincoln Red Imps, Gibraltar, the winners of the Rock Cup. Yes. Are they an affiliate of Lincoln? Uh, sounds like they might be. Yeah. Uh, we'll find out. Oh, ho, ho, ho. big tie Crusaders, Northern oh. Ireland. Wow. That's that. That could be tie of the round territory. I tell you. Now I think we're down to the last two teams. We'll give that. Give them an extra swirl in the cup. Just make sure, yeah. The New Saints. Winners of the Welsh Cup. We'll play Racing FC from Luxembourg. The winners of the Coupe de Luxembourg. So this is the preliminary. I should have asked at what stage Ipswich come in. Uh, They're seeded to the group stage. Um, so they're they're one of the seeded sides. Yeah, they are. Um, Sixteen teams are seeded. Ipswich, the winners of the Papa John's Trophy, the Copa Federación de España winners are seeded through. As are teams from Germany, Italy, France, Netherlands, Portugal, and Scotland. Actually, and then there's another eight as well: uh, Belgium, Austria, Serbia, Norway, Czech Republic, Switzerland, Ukraine, Denmark are all seeded through. How's this going to work then, Andy? Because although we have a lot of power on KOA, we don't have the power to make these sides play each other. Um, so how are we going to do it? 
You'll find out. <laughs> Got a system of dice. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Let's just see if anyone cares about this. We've spent 10 minutes care. doing it. We've spent 10 minutes doing this. Um, I've spent a lot longer than 10 minutes doing it. Let's see if anyone cares. Pick a team, guys. Pick a team. Um, and then we'll see uh, We'll see how far everyone everyone can get in well, the my, my, Cup. My team very much are the Lincoln Red Imps of Gibraltar. The, up the Imps against up Crusaders. The, that's a big one. That is a huge, huge game. It's tied the round, that one. Yeah. If, if any of you out there, listen, obviously we have a, a global audience. If any of you are involved in any of these clubs, please do uh, let us know, get in touch, because I want some background info on these sides. I definitely want to know if Lincoln Red Imps are affiliated anyway to Lincoln City. They're your boys now. They are. I've always always been um, all about the Red Imps. Also, let us know if having that music in the background was too irritating. I, I quite <laughs> liked it. It made me feel like a gladiator doing that draw. It gave um, it sufficient sufficient grandeur, I thought. Yeah. And, he- and heft. Yeah. So that's um, the draw. That's the draw for the preliminary round. Ties will begin to be played the week that Ipswich play Cambridge in the... Uh, in the uh, in, actually no, we'll do it a week earlier. We'll do it the week of uh, week beginning October October the tenth. Excellent. Ties, ties will begin to be played. We're now we're going to through this. Are we going to do scores live, or are you just going to bring us the the results? I'll bring you all the action. I'll bring you. I'll bring you a full roundup of what's happened in the uh, in the Milka. I'm um, excited of that that in, initial draw, Hutchie. Who who are you got your eye on? Quite like the team from the Faroe Islands. B thirty six Torshavn. I'd love to go to the Faroe Islands. So the, Fer- the Faroe Islands, they look amazing, the Faroe yeah, Islands. Yeah, I'd quite like to get on board with them. Um, I will put out a... Uh, I, might, I might make a little graphic that's got these ties on them. Just so We absolutely, absolutely need a graphic. Um, just make it easy for the people to follow. Um, there we go, then. I'm very excited, actually. We've just launched, or you've just launched, a new European competition. Um, there's no yeah. limit to what we can do on this pod. I tell you, there's some big, there's some fairly decent clubs in this. Like a lot of, there aren't that many Papa John's equivalents across Europe because mm. I don't. There's just not the depth of the football pyramid in most other countries. But I've I've kind of sourced a team from each club, and it's either come from from each country. Sorry, it's either come from like teams that make second division playoffs but don't win them. Um, teams have progressed in their own domestic cups but fallen short uh, who are outside the top. It, it just rewards those that are on the outside looking in. That's what that's what this competition's about. There aren't there are no Papa John's equivalents, really. Um, I mean, there's a Serie C cup from Italy, for example. Padova are uh, other representatives there, fairly well-known team. There's a big team from Germany who have fallen on hard times who are in it. Do you want, do you want to know? Or, or should we? Uh, you need to know. 1860 um, Munich. Wow. That's yeah. a big one. Yeah, they're in. They're in having lost a promotion playoff from uh, the third division. And already you've got narratives, Hutchie. You, you've talked about some big ties in that first round there. But there is obviously, although there's a lot of football yet to be played before this happens, there is a potential for a replay. Floriana Ipswich Town down the line. Mm. All these years yep. later, yeah, time um, that would be. so many people would have been waiting for that to be exactly again, hundred so, percent. Yeah, we'll have so. to get Tony Garnett involved. He, he covered the original game. Yeah, I'm sure he'd be up for this. Um, tremendous, actually. Do you feel having launched this competition that you feel kind of energized and like you've birthed something special? 
I mean, I do. Yeah, I, I fear. <laughs> I, I fear that it's a bit. It's definitely unnecessary. Um, will it capture the imagination of the people? Because the big problem with the Papa John's is, I like it, but a lot of people don't, and the attendances prove that. Will this tournament latch on? Do people care? Is the music enough? Is this enough to get? Is this enough to get people involved? Is a potential is... trip to Crocodile Park? Is that enough to get people wow. in? I don't know. Who knows? I like it. How can you not like it? This this makes me want to do press ups and run through a wall. The Champions League music, essentially, for the Milka Cup. You've done a tremendous job, Hutchie. Well Up done. the Milka. Up the Milka. Uh, and let's look forward to that first round starting. I think the real interest is going to be, obviously, when Town get involved, Hutchie. That's when the real magic is going to happen. But yeah, um, I think it's going to be fun getting to that point. Right then, um, from, I don't want to say ridiculous. Please do. <laughs> from the slightly more ridiculous to the slightly more serious matter of Ipswich Town hosting Portsmouth on Saturday, actually, in the actual League One. Um, <laughs> what can we say about this? For so many reasons, this is a huge game and they're all huge games and, you know, all that sort of stuff. But more than 28,000 people, that's the, that's the latest ticket sales. A game between Ipswich Town are in second, Portsmouth are in third, the only undefeated team left in League One. There's all the bad blood and history of rancor between the sides, Chetwick FC, etc., etc., Michael Jacobs, all that sort of stuff. Um, how are you feeling going to this one? Just excited. It's, it, it should be kind of um, hair on neck tingle territory when, mm. when teams come out onto the pitch and stuff like that. My reference point for that is always a game that Town played against Nottingham Forest in like 2003, 2004. And I re- that was packed that day. Ipswich were gunning for the playoffs, I think. And um, really full massive roar when the teams came out kind of hair on neck tingle time and and I'd, I'd hope that it'll be be like that on be like that on Saturday because um we've been starved of those and and now it's now it's a game that's got a little bit a little bit of everything really like you've just said it's got it's got quality but it's also got a bit of needle bit of a bit of bad blood and um just got a little bit of everything in there that that's that should mix together to make a, a really good afternoon. Mm. Could this game be a sellout? I know they're at 28,000 at the moment, aren't they? They got 29,000 for the Sunderland game. Could it be I a sellout? Could, yeah. yeah. I, I don't see why, I don't see why it could. And I think it's, I think there are things like the, um, the train strike at the weekend is going to yeah. have a bit of a, on yeah. whether people are actually able to make it, but they've, they've sold over 28,000 tickets. I think the capacity, uh, you have to think, I can't remember the exact number, but I did. I did find it out because there's been a bit of um, a bit of uh, intrigue as to what the capacity of Portman Road actually is at the moment, and it's 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 twenty nine thousand six hundred and something. Um, so it's not it's only not that far away. Um, so yeah, it's uh, when was the last time there was a sellout at Portman Road? Do you know, off the top of your head, got to be a while ago. We're talking no, about several don't years. Yeah. Um, I've got no idea. Um, the I know the the playoff semi final with Norwich didn't sell out. I don't think did it. Mm. Not quite. Um, I'd imagine that the League Cup semi final with Arsenal did, uh, but I don't know. 
It's, uh, back, that's 11 years it's ago. A long now, time, it? It's a long old time. They've, they've, Ipswich haven't needed a 30,000 seater stadium, really, have they? For No. For the vast majority of the time they've had one. Um, so it's, uh, yeah, I, I can't tell you the, the exact last time, but it's certainly not happening very often. Right then, Hutchie, so there's going to be a lot of people, whether it's a sellout or not, technically, there's going to be a lot of people in the stands. What are you expecting to see on the pitch? Is there anything town team wise any wrinkles any any questions to be answered yeah i think there is um i wonder if i wonder if this is the day that that richard Keogh makes his first his first league start for town that um and and what a what a decision to be able to have the luxury of being able to make like do do you want to bring after two slight wobbles, two res- disappointing results? Do you want to bring a man with seven hundred odd games or more, um, the most one of the most capped Championship players ever? Do you want to who, who's still able to operate at that level? Mm. Do you want to bring him into your team? It's quite a nice, quite a nice thought process to be able to have, and I do wonder whether actually that that kind of calming presence might be might be what's required. He's been here six weeks or so now. Um he's played a played a couple of games and has looked looked fine. So um I'd I'd be considering that potentially in place of in place of George Edmondson, possibly. Mm. Mm. How about up up top? There's this constant question, argument, debate about Freddie Ledapo. Sticking with him? Yep. Yep. In my mind, yeah, I think we, we spoke on Monday, didn't we, about about how mm. things changed for Town once he went off. Um, yeah, if there's ever a game you want control of, I I want Ipswich to have as much control of this game as they possibly can have, and 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 the Dapo gives them that. Um, so I'd yeah, I think in general I'd probably answer yes to that to that question every every time. Mm. So in terms of the side, it's pretty much going to be what we'd expect. You reckon Chaplin harness behind the Dapo? The midfield, yeah. we know, and and defence potentially with Keogh for, in for Edmondson. Yeah, possibly. I, look, I want I want to see more from Harness. I didn't think he had a great game at all on on Sunday, um, but mm. he'll be up for this against Portsmouth. Obviously, one of those one of those wrinkles that you've 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 mentioned is the fact that he's him and Chaplin both playing against their their former clubs. Um, so yeah, I want to see more from him, but I, I'd also want to see him in the team as well. How about Portsmouth? We we. Uh... Fear. I'm not sure if that's the word. We respect Colby Bishop, don't we? Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think Ipswich <clears throat> have had to had to learn to respect him mm-hmm. the hard the hard way. Um, he's a good good League One striker. He's 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 strong. He's mobile. He's he's good in the air. He's he's strong on the floor as well. And he's playing up front with Dane Scarlett, who's who's uh, very very different. He's got the movement and the pace and. Um, they kind of got a little bit of everything in those two. It's a proper four four two from uh, from the Cowley brothers. Um, bit of a throwback. Marlon Pack in the centre midfield's a player I've always really liked. He's he shouldn't really be playing at this level. We we know that Raggett at the back is a is a good player. Um, Ronan Curtis he's a bit in and out I think, but and, and Josh Caroma as well. They've, they've they've got quality in there as well. So it's not they're not just lumping. I don't think they're just lumping balls long to. Uh, to Bishop, um, it's uh, but they're certainly going to have that option. And Joe Pickett, <clears throat> although he's not been starting and, and and 
playing regularly for Pompey. He can't play anyway in this one, can he? On the no. terms, that won't be a storyline that um, no we can get into. Um, what do you reckon then, Hutchie? I've got I've got a bit of a, a bad feeling about someone getting sent off in this game. I feel like there, there may be a red card in this one. Mm. But that's uh, di- discipline is my uh, discipline is very much the subject of my million pound picks this weekend. If you want them, well, yeah, let's let's do that. Yeah, um, they all centre around discipline. Last time Portsmouth were at Portman Road, there was a bit of a, a flashpoint, wasn't there, with with Cowley and and um, Dominic Thompson, wasn't it? It all got a bit yeah, a bit handbags. Um, sort of game you could definitely see that happening again. So give us your million pound picks in, Hutch, and I'll give you the odds. Uh, you definitely can. Well, I can definitely see that happening again. I've got written down here, significant flashpoint on bench. Right. Uh, I'll give you, I mean, I think that's, that's. I want to say certain, but likely. I'll give you, I'll give you eight to one on that. Okay. Uh, given I've just blown 300 grand on Ross's driving test. So ne- we're not. Ne- never betting Ross. That's the rule. No. Well. Yeah, we've learned that, haven't we? Um, go, uh, I'll go 100 grand on that. Yep. And my second one is um, a standard Morsi goal, but also including a booking as well. Goal and so, a booking. So that's a, a double, as it were. Yeah. And one um, more booking for Sam Morsi does equal a one, one game ban as well. Because when you talk about me fearing there might be a red card in this game, Morsey would be right at the top of that list um, for Ipswich anyway. And I, there's something about Connor Chaplin and, and the kind of edge with which he plays that also makes me slightly nervous about this one. Um, so Morsey to score and get booked. I'm, I'll, give you, I'll give you 10 to 1 on that. Ooh, okay. I wanted a little bit more. I'm only going to go 50k on that one. Um, I've been taking I've been taking one hell of a kicking, Hutchie. Remember, I think you're doing the right thing. Yeah. So yeah, Is that that's it? it. That's it for this week. Yeah, I've I've, I've blown my budget on on uh, on Ross failing his driving test again. So we've got a flashpoint on the bench. Significant, significant flashpoint, and it might yeah. need the uh, the flash the flash mob to assemble to judge whether that was indeed accurate or not. Okay, um, flash, I like it. <laughs> you like that? I thought you'd like that. Um, I do, but yeah, significant. Not just, uh, not just. Would so would the would the, the incident that happened in March with with Cowley and yeah, that would qualify. Yeah, not not just our uh, Danny Cowley caught the ball and didn't throw it back to yeah, someone yeah. like proper we kind of body check to it face to face, argy bargy, yeah, that kind of that kind of vibe. Yeah, significant. Um, and I'll let I'll let you guys be the be the flash mob judges of that. And then Morsey to score and get booked, which would mean he'd miss a game. Um, what do you think is going to happen result-wise, Andy? We've been waiting still yeah. for town to beat a fellow top side. I don't know. Um, I felt really confident about the Plymouth game, and that obviously didn't didn't come come to pass. I feel like it's going to be a, a bit, maybe a little bit stop-start and Ipswich aren't quite allowed to play how they would want to play. Um, by Portsmouth here, so I'm going to go for a one-all draw. One-one draw. I 
I'm going to say Town win. Oh. I just feel that now, it's now on, well, it's not now or never, but I, I just get the feeling this is, they'll, they'll want to bounce back from Plymouth. It's a huge, huge statement game for them. And I hope, I hope they can do it. Uh, I'm going to say, I'll say 2-1 Town. But I do expect there to be some significant rancor at some point on on the pitch or off it, and I hope it doesn't mean that one of Town's players is is sent off. I I I would back Ipswich to keep to keep their heads. I I, yeah. I, I I've I'm not sure. I think Morsi plays on an edge, but mm. I don't I don't think he's completely reckless. Um, I think he could keep it. I think he'll know full well. The importance of this game and staying on the pit. So I would, I, I, I wouldn't really be that concerned about about him going anywhere beyond the booking. I, I, I just think they've got that professional mindset where I don't think they're going to get drawn into things that the other team may want them to be drawn into. Um, famous last words. I hope not. But you, you wonder if Morsey might be a little bit of a marked man after the incident at Plymouth last week. Um, refs may be told keep an eye on him because. Mm. You could argue he was lucky to stay on the pitch last week. So I don't know. I, I, yeah, hopefully you're right. And let's be honest, it's far more likely you're right than I'm right. So well, we'll, we'll see. Who knows? We'll go with that. We'll go with that. Right then, Andy. Uh, we brought to the end of this podcast now. I believe it's been a good seventy-minute show. There's been highs. There's been lows. The noticeable low of Roscoe failing his theory test again. The noticeable high of you launching the Milka Cup um, with a, a a final location music, a logo, some big clashes in the preliminary round. Anything else to uh, to mention before we take our leave? No other business. I didn't realise, by the way, that you wanted to be a polyglot. Um, is that something? Hey. Someone who speaks multiple languages. You say I'd, you want love, to... I'd love to. I, I, I would love to speak other languages. I can't, but I, I, I would love to. Which would you most like to be able to speak? Uh, I speak a small amount of Spanish, so I would probably do that properly. See, I could see you being the sort of bloke who learned, who learned Japanese. <laughs> it's impossible to learn that. <laughs> I've, I've got a friend who lives in Japan, and he, it took him uh, five, six, seven years to be competent at speaking it. It's impossible. Yeah. I'd love I to, though. But uh, I, fe- I fear that's a gift I will not be blessed with. You've already blessed it with enough gifts, Hutchie, this show, the Milker Cup. Um, friends, just a reminder, in, in terms of things to look forward to or, or look back to, Tractor Girls Talk, go back and listen to that um, after a little break. Ross and Blue were back uh, earlier this week. The fan social tonight, you've heard from Ross, got a couple of big hitters in Bono and Mark Beck and A Another on that one. And also go back and listen to Mike's um, latest favourite Town 11 with, with Dartist. Ryan Meekle, I hope I pronounced that correctly. I note as well, Hutchie, we were all off yesterday, apart from Mike, and in our absence, he decided to promote town after 10 games, which is... Uh, <laughs> and they're staying up. <laughs> and they're staying up, yeah. yeah. Typical big porker behaviour. Um, populist optimist. Um, and also, obviously, remember, friends, uh, we are up for two awards at the Football Content Awards. EFL Podcast of the Year, second time running, and also Rossi's up for Best Creator in Women's Football. Um, please do vote for us if you're not already. There are three ways you can vote on Twitter via their voting uh, link, their website, and also on Instagram. So if you enjoy the show, please vote all three ways for, for both of us. Um, and hopefully we'll list some silverware come November. Friends, 
It's been a bit of an epic podcast today. I'm sorry we couldn't bring you any better news about Roscoe. I'm really gutted about that, Hutchie. Um, but hopefully that, that kind of blow has been softened somewhat by the launch of a new European competition. Have a great weekend, whatever you're doing. I'm sure a lot of you will be at Portman Road, so enjoy the game. Let's hope Town get the result. And on Monday we can sit here and talk about another hoodoo being put to bed. Have a great weekend. I'll speak to you next time.